from magical movies. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. To unforgettable adventures. Well, once there was a princess. I'm an outlaw, that's what. That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run. From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home. Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it! And do it now! You can always count on something new from Disney. That's why they call me Thumper. Look, have I got it? The magic feather! Now you can fly! Ohana means family. Just a sec! Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? I'm taking you to someplace pretty special. You won't find him here. <laughs> the king has returned. Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glosson and Teresa Delgado. And hello, everyone, and welcome to the most magical podcast on the internet, definitely around the Goldiverse. And the magic is double in this fantastic episode. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you as today we're going to continue our look at D23. We've got some special guests. We'll be bringing them in. But first, of course, we need to bring in the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know her from her vast exploits all over fandom. Whether it's galactic fashion, whether she's snuggled up with a Star Wars book, being a Star Wars bookworm, or just making appearances on all the shows everywhere. She's a fangirl who goes rogue on a regular basis. She is the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. I love having walk-up music. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like I get all pumped and I like crack my neck and my knuckles. Right? And I'm like, yeah. Let's do it! Yes, it's get, it gets you pumped up just the right way. Yeah. Slow down, you're gonna crash. Baby, you ain't saying it's a blast, blast, blast. All right, so Teresa, we've got some very special guests with us today. And um, I'm excited because it's always good. This is like the coming together of two superpowers i feel like in fandom this is this is like when you know all of a sudden you see captain america and iron man and thor on screen together this is when you know this is that justice league moment uh we have for with us excited to have with us all the way from over on the west coast from where i'm at you know them as the host of skywalking through neverland she's also a fangirl going road ladies and gentlemen this is Richard and Sarah Woloski. Hello, guys. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Woo-hoo! All right, now you're talking yeah. my language. Form of a Skywalker. Excelsior. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> All right, crossing the crossing oh, the old DC wow. Marvel streams. Yeah. <laughs> we we picked up your 
your your your stuff and ran with it. There you yes. go. Yeah. Well, there's I one we haven't said. It's like when when uh, what is it, Steve? It's when all the Transformers they come together, and don't they make oh, a big oh, one? Well, they just combine. Roll, roll out. out. Yeah, that's roll what out. Optimus says. Roll out. Yeah. And Avengers assemble. Maybe I'm thinking of the Power Rangers. Well, because the Transformers don't do an actual like where they actually go all together and make one big giant robot. All right, right. now Teresa, are you going to get me off on the Transformers tangent? <laughs> there are some Transformers that are what's called combiners, um, right? And they do, but and they then never. There's the Constructicons, right? That will construct together. Right, they're combiners. They they were the first, okay. and uh, but they don't really say anything except let's just beat them up, you know, form Devastator. Um, but, uh, with Voltron, there was a whole thing of, um, uh, Dynatherms connected, you know, Turbolocks, inter, inter, and then it would be like, form feet and legs, form arms and body, and I'll form the head. Let's go Voltron Force, that kind of thing. Uh. So, yeah, so th- there's... I'm going to cut it by saying, it's morphin' time. It's morphin' time! Yes! There you go. That's all morphin' <laughs> one cohesive conversation. I there. feel like I need to just pull up the Geek Out Loud music and, and let's just... <laughs> <laughs> and let's just do random shouts from various sundry properties. Cowabunga, dude. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, nice. Go, go, gadget. infinity and beyond well you've brought us back around before i could get my go go gadget podcast out there so <laughs> well guys welcome to the show we're, we're glad to have you and um we've already Teresa and i have have been watching from afar we were watching uh from afar uh d23 expo taking place and uh but you guys were actually there on the ground boots on the ground yeah yeah, we, you know what? We want to thank you so much for having us on and also giving us so many shout-outs before D23 Expo on Disney Vault Talk. So thank you for talking us up. Much appreciated. Well, of course. We Listen, we're all podcasters in this thing together. The, when, when, you're talking about, when you're talking about a medium that's on demand, well, there's not a whole lot of competition. We just kind of, you know, people are going to pick and choose what and when they listen. And so it's like, why not just back everybody up? Mm-hmm. And that's why we thought of you two the whole weekend. We even had cardboard cutouts of you sitting in the seats beside us. Oh, you found a refrigerator really box. Holding huh? those seats. That's good. You found a refrigerator box to make a cardboard cutout of me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we painted it green and always had the Hulk music playing in the background. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, hey, that's Steve. Yeah. Teresa they... only took up half a seat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've honestly been thinking about going on tour and taking Teresa and act, and, and I act like a ventriloquist and just set her on my lap and just, we start doing banter back and forth. <laughs> well, how, how was it out there guys? How, how was the experience at D23 this year? And, and maybe even compared a little bit to 2015. Mm. Well, let's see. So this year it was in July, and in 2015 it was in August, August right? Yeah. And July is like really busy for us, so it kind of came up fast. And we're like, oh my gosh, we have D23 Expo. In five all- hours. Yeah, right? And and then we're like, oh, we have to make sure we get in our panels. So basically the first two days we got six hours sleep because uh, you know we wanted to make sure we were in the major panels, like the live-action panel. The and, Legends panel. And the Legends panel. Yeah, it's true. The ceremony. Yeah, and uh, let me see. We ended up making it into all the major panels, all four of them, whereas in 2015 we only did two or three. The live action and mm-hmm. the did. live action. 
Yeah, the live action and the legends, I think. Right. So, yeah. um, so basically, every year or every other year, whenever the D twenty three Expo is, it gets slightly more crowded, slightly more insane. And I think the difference between twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen can be summed up. Twenty fifteen was more Disney fans, and then they announced all this Star Wars news, and then subsequently the D23 Expo got on the radars of all like the Star Wars fans and the Marvel fans, right. I would say, mm-hmm. but more of the Star Wars fans. And so this year in 2017, there was a lot more Star Wars fans there. Uh, oh, wow. You know, like Riley Blanton came, and I don't think he would have come you know, in 2015. So, And then I know, Teresa, you're like, oh my gosh, why am I not there? Yeah, I was so. basically crying the entire time. Because you kept texting me, and you're like, this, this, this. And I'm like, <laughs> so mean. Well, no, but also awesome. It was awesome. Yes. And I just have to I have to say it now before we get there. But you're welcome. Because you guys weren't going to go to the animation panel. And I was like, why not? You can come on Vault Talk and report about it. And y'all were like, okay. <laughs> We'll go. And then it was awesome, was it not? It was, yeah. Because our, our immediate plans after the Legends panel that first day were to check out the Galaxy's Edge Pavilion, which wasn't Galaxy's Galaxy Edge yet. Stories. Yeah, the Galaxy of Stories Pavilion. And so then, like, if we had time, we were going to go to the animation panel, and it turned out that it worked. So thank you for pushing us there. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> well, we wanted yeah, but to, to come. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we definitely want to talk the animation panel, but we let's touch on Star Wars just a bit before we before we move forward, because um, I was really excited about all the spinoff news we had in, in the Han Solo movie, Richard, that they really talked up big time. Oh, they, they wouldn't shut up about it. Like, guys, it's been three hours. Stop with the Han Solo footage. Stop with the Han Solo sizzle reels. Put... Alden Ehrenreich back backstage, okay? We heard enough from him. They, they reenacted the whole film right in front of us. Oh wow, wow! So you must Ask have been Chris, you must have been in heaven. Never happened. <laughs> never, that never happened. happened at yeah. All. After about three and a half minutes, like okay, we pretty much said all we could on Han Solo. And three and a half. Make that like a minute and a half. Yeah, it was, it was three and a half because they rolled out the headshots oh. of, a, of a slide of all the actors, and I don't even remember that. Pretty much that. we got everything we. We already knew, sure. and I I was betting, and I talked up on Skywalking through Neverland, like, okay, this is where we're gonna get the first footage. We'll, uh-huh. we'll get we're gonna get Ron Howard saying how great things are going. We'll get Kathleen Kennedy saying fantastic. Look at all this. And then they're gonna show us like five seconds of Han and Chewie in action, and we got none of that, <laughs> none. Well, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I do feel like to your point, they missed a great opportunity to really spin the situation with the Han Solo Chewbacca standalone film. Um, yeah, that's, that you know, was my whole thing. Let's change the course of the conversation from people are still constantly saying, eh, do I need a Han Solo movie? And this was their opportunity to have them say, yes, I need a Han Solo movie. Well, not only that, you had the whole Miller and Lord thing, and and, and there's been the, the talk of Aaron, Alden Ehrenreich not really being, you know, his acting chops not being up to snuff, and, and, and other things. And what you had was an opportunity in a stage a friendly stage at that to be able to calm some fears just by having a little bit to show. And I, you know, obviously I didn't expect to get a tease or anything like that, but, but definitely it was an opportunity for them just from a publicity standpoint to, to really, to really talk the thing up and, and, and get, and, and then shift a proper positive focus 
back over to the last jedi I, you know but they look it's disney they're a marketing machine I, you got to feel like they know what they're doing marketing wise you were, yeah. you, well, we thought they knew what they were doing when hiring Miller and Lord. Look how, <laughs> look how well that went. Well, well thought, you know, to be fair, I'm excited about Ron Howard, and I would have loved, kind of like they did at Celebration and the first, the very first panel that first day where they had, like, people chiming in and, like, saying stuff. I think, didn't we have Samuel L. Jackson talking Oh, about yeah. about the 40th you know anniversary of Star Wars and stuff that would have been awesome of something like that of Ron Howard maybe like sitting in the cockpit of the Falcon and you can tell but like he's not like actually like pointing it out and says some kind of cool nice Ron Howardy thing that'd been great right to placate they, our fears and they they have that physical effect of the hyperspace because we've seen it backstage on ron howard's instagram account yep. when lando's in the cockpit oh. do something like that like hey guys i'd love to be there in anaheim but right now we're zooming to our next scene on the han solo film do something to build excitement they have everything right there and i, I don't know why i don't know why they didn't include a 30 second ron howard hey hey guys yeah it was just, it was right there. Like, like you said, Steve, it was a crowd of very enthusiastic, a, a friendly audience. At least bring out Alden Ehrenreich, bring out Chewbacca, bring out, La bring out Lando, introduce Lando. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, bring out a anyone, any, any character, not the actor per se, but the actor in costume as a character. We would have lost it. Oh, <sighs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I guess the, the idea. I guess the idea that they have is, like I say, the focus has to be right now on uh, on the Last Jedi. Um, and, well, yeah, I, to try I not agree, but with with all this publicity about Han Solo in the turn and the 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 fans, I'm constantly seeing Facebook posts by fans saying they don't need to see a Han Solo film. Right. So I think at this point they needed to focus more on Han Solo than the Last Jedi. We're sold on the Last Jedi. We're going to go see it no matter what. But people are still teetering with Han Solo. So in my opinion, that's where they needed to have their focus. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if I was going to see the Last Jedi until the Porgs happened, and now I'm going. <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait sure. a minute. Come on. She uh, just wanted a reason to say porgs. Yeah, uh, yes. That's true. <laughs> but now but now the, I, I think I've, I really feel like the cine an, Go ahead, Richard. I've got an issue I've got an issue with those porgs, but we'll we can deal what? with that later on. Oh because they should because no. they should have been who jibs. Oh. Perfect place to introduce the who jibs. Oh take out the porgs. Add in the who jibs. Yep. Oh, it was. We're so close on so many things. It was right there. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great hashtag. Point. Make who jibs cannon. Make who jibs cannon. That's a long hashtag. <laughs> um, I also I really do feel like, and I know I'm not the only one. I know that we're excited about porgs, but I've talked to other Star Wars fans who were a little bit underwhelmed by the sizzle reel situation um, mm. for the Last yeah. Jedi, but. In, in in reflection, it feels like the real centerpiece as far as Star Wars news went was the Galaxy's Edge. Now, you guys, you got to go to the pavilion. Did you see the model? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts on on the stuff they they were they told us about Galaxy's Edge? For 
before we go there, let's go. Ooh. Let's tackle your first statement. How how fans were underwhelmed by the <laughs> last Jedi. <laughs> he was trying to skate over it because that was him, <laughs> and he wasn't thrilled about it. But, hey, Steve. But I'm also not the only one. I'm just saying that th- uh, there have been others that I've spoken to. Now so, I can huh. say, be- being in that room. I can say I I was underwhelmed because the fans were so ticked off that there was no Han Solo news. Now, they went right from the minute and a half of Han Solo news right into the sizzle reel. And we were going, whoa, 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 slow down and go back. I think you glossed over something. So we were, that's where our, that's where my head space was. Right, right. And plus they had shown us so, so much in that panel before that, Mm -hmm. that it was hard for me to take in that sizzle reel. I know like right after we were recording some live, live uh, YouTube stuff and we were trying to talk the sizzle reel and I'm like, I, I don't remember yeah, anything. There's so much content <laughs> into each one of these presentations, unless you're taking notes, which you're not allowed to because you yeah. can't bring in your phones. Yeah. That everything is just a blur. Oh, mm. see, I would see. I'm weird. Never mind. I have a little notebook that's in my purse. Well, we all knew time. that. Oh. oh. You're old school. You're yeah. you're so 2013, Teresa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so speaking of Galaxy's Edge, though, yes, I do agree that was a major high point for Star Wars fans and the fact that that pavilion was there and you could view this how many feet foot model it was like a 25 foot model yeah it was it was gigantic um and then also we Richard and I were able to speak with an imagineer Chris Beatty Chris Beatty about about Star Wars land galaxy's edge <laughs> oh uh, no 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 I know. Do, do not call it Star Wars I land know. anymore I know it's hard <laughs> they are very very serious about that <laughs> Right. So, wow! But, then but it, I they're, mean, it, they're not yeah. going to like me because forever it's going to be referred to as Star Wars Land by me. Yeah, I know. I, I can't. Now, whenever, I can't help it. I know. Whenever I do tweets, I have to like hashtag Galaxy's Edge and hashtag Star Wars Land mm-hmm. just to make sure it gets out there. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, when I first heard Galaxy's Edge that that name, I was on board, and sure. I thought, wow, you're going to have to really work hard to rename Star Wars Land, and in my opinion, Galaxy's Edge does it. Oh, I 100% nice. agree. I, I do agree. I don't think it's a bad name at all. It's just a matter of it's that old dog new tricks. We've been calling it Star Wars Land for two or three years now since they announced yes. it, and it's like, so I it's just, it's it's got to work it in. But I'm sure that by 2019, um, <laughs> I'll be saying Galaxy's Edge. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, they had even un- they'd unveiled the uh, big sign saying Star Wars Galaxy's Ooh, Edge. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure that everyone knew it, knew what it was called. And the model was fantastic. However, the only thing was that it was a little bit high for the shorter people. Mm-hmm. So Sarah had a little trouble looking over the model trees and Teresa, forget <laughs> about it. So it was kind of hard to see what exactly we were looking at. And the Millennium Falcon model was so buried inside that you couldn't really see anything but the cockpit well yeah because it's kind of like a triangle with the millennium falcon being at the very apex of the triangle that was furthest away from you as you're viewing the model right but it it did get me excited because for the first time we realized that oh there's gonna be one side that's the resistance and one side that's the first order Mm -hmm. and one side that's neutral like switzerland right in the the middle it's like the marketplace yeah 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 and then the rides are you know the ride entrances are in those areas. And they had a couple of droid models that, that you could see that, oh, this is how it's going to be populated with 
with characters within the film, within the Galaxy's Edge. That's true. And one of the coolest things is around the pavilion, they were actually, Imagineers were testing things. So, uh, what is it, Jake? They had Jake, the the auto... Uh, it was like a droid yeah it was a droid who was moving around but if you looked around there was no one piloting him you know how like an r2 droid builder exactly when you have the r2 builders you can always kind of if r2 is coming up to you you can kind of look around and be like oh that's the guy who's controlling him well no one is controlling jake he's actually like a roomba where he senses people or objects in front of him and will stop and turn and go another direction and he'll like uh, you know, he, he had sound effects, um, and it was really neat. It was like, what if we had all these droids, like, wandering around Galaxy's Edge? How amazing would yeah, that be? My question still is, with all the people that will be there for the next 20 years, how <laughs> can any of these droids wander freely? That's a good question. I was just kind of thinking that. I'm like, what? Because what I imagine are like, you know, the kids that are there just running up and wanting to just follow the droid around and hang out with the droid and... Um, yeah, yeah, that's surely they, they might have a handler, you know, someone that they belong to a master, if you will, that, that'll yeah, exactly. be kind of escorting yeah. well, them. Well, like a C-3PO type of droid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone to keep an eye on them because I can see people just trying to walk off with them well, while you're looking at me, Sarah. Well, there used <laughs> to be in, in Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World, there was a trash can that... Right. Oh, the old talking talk trash can and stuff. Yeah, and he he was controlled by someone that was incognito. He just looked like a regular person walking right. around. And the only reason I knew who he was is because he was a friend of DJ Elliot's, who's who I knew, and some other people. So I would go up and talk to him while he was doing his thing. And he's just kind of like off to the side, wouldn't even know that he was there. If you didn't know who he was. So they could have somebody like that. And I'm sure there's going to be a control room somewhere that can keep an eye on every single droid Mm -hmm. to make sure they don't wander onto the five freeway. (laughs) And just to make sure that there's someone controlling him. They they don't wander in somewhere they shouldn't or no one's doing something that they shouldn't be doing. So I'm sure it'll be closely monitored just like the walk around meet and greet characters. Yeah, and they have to in America. I mean, because we were talking to someone at that pavilion that was mentioning how they – I don't know, back in the 90s, someone had made a some kind of droid or something that was meant to be um, picked up. Like, what is it called when you're, you're on the side of the freeway? Hitchhiking. hitchhiking. A hitchhiking-like thing. Oh, like a talk- droid or something? You're talking about old Hitchbot? What? You're talking about old Hitchbot? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. he yeah, made, so- made it all the way across yeah, so- Canada. Made it all the way across Canada. Yeah. And they put him out down in America. And mm-hmm. I think he made it from... Uh, like, like three days. Like yeah, <laughs> like three days before he was just destroyed. Yes. Mm-hmm. In America. In America. Yeah. Thanks, America. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. <laughs> so that's that's why yeah these droids need to have handlers mm-hmm, <laughs> in mm-hmm. Star Wars land because mm-hmm. apparently Americans suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not all of them. <laughs> yes. Just just some. Well, but there's also something though about being at Disney where you've got to be a real low life. To be in Disneyland mm. or Disney World and damage property, Dam- you know, you, you yes. just because you do kind of, and the and the whole idea of being immersed in the world, I think is pretty cool as well. Just to just to that they're actually going for it the same way that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter has done, and and you step in and, and Teresa and I were talking about the whole concept of you can choose to 
actually have your own story as you're going through the galaxy's mm. edge and yeah and that's and the story chooses you right and so i told trees i'm like so i'm going to need two days one day just to go get the feel of it ride everything enjoy it and then the next day just to spend all day immersed in the story of star wars galaxy's edge that it chooses for me which i'll probably end up being you know a rancor keeper or something I just want to be a, a nerf herder. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to do in life, is old, be a nerf herder. Well, scruffy looking nerf Nothing herder. I want to be a princess. Of course you do. I want to be uh, a pod racer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, taking your life in your own hands. I figure you yeah, guys would want to be. Me. Don't I, mess with me, man. I figure you guys would want to be hoojib farmers. <laughs> uh, well, all I know is, like, when Star Wars Land opens, like, meet up, skywalking meet up every week, as far as I'm, we're concerned. Yeah, because if you ever need us, that's where we're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a lot Must of people... Must be lucky to live there. That's what a lot oh, of people... Oh, you mean ni 19 minutes away? Oh, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> we have a tough life. Mm. Oh, sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that with the mic's on. So... <laughs> <laughs> Way to rub it in, Richard. Later on, we're gonna go visit Star Wars Land. We're gonna take pictures and hang out at Disney just because we can. That's Wait, right. Are, are, are the mics still on? Yeah. All right, we're back. Yeah, that's fine. That's Where great. Are we now? Yeah. Uh, animation time. You guys, you said you made it in every panel. Let me ask you this: how much, how how much did you actually sleep at the convention center? How how did you spend the night to be in the, some of these panels? So no, we did not sleep at the convention center we just got there really early mm -hmm. so i would watch twitter like the night before and also uh like the legends panel i don't think it actually filled up however if you weren't in line by about 6 30 or 7 a.m to get inside the convention center you were stuck outside for two hours just trying to get in oh wow so so that's why we got there about 6 six thirty yeah on friday um, and we got right, you know, that like that was great. We got right in. And once you're in there, you know you're going to get in the panel. You relax. You get you, your like, wristband. You're yeah, good. you meet other Skywalkers. You take selfies. Like, it's it's cool. You make it's, videos, make friends. Yeah. However, now, Friday night, people were already lining up for the panel and to get into the expo on Saturday, uh, like, by 4 p.m. that afternoon. Like, it was ridiculous. So we were at the convention at like 9 p.m. for a meetup and we were looking around at the line going hmm maybe we were gonna get there at like what 5 30 and we decided no we better get there like at least an hour before that the next morning so we went home we got two hours of sleep we came back and we we got back at about 4 15 and we later learned if you weren't in line by about 4.30, 4.40, you wouldn't have gotten into the live action panel. Oh, wow. Boy, that wouldn't have no, that would not have been a happy day. No. No, that's the one panel we really wanted to go to. Yeah. Seeing how last year, last, uh, 2015, they dropped the bomb of Star Wars land. Mm -hmm. So yes. we wanted to make sure we were in that room to feel that energy when mm -hmm. something new was going, going to be introduced. Yeah. However, hashtag never happened no <laughs> no but you did get in the live action panel you did get the epic infinity war trailer that yes. we've never seen and instead we've had to watch the justice league well not well 
Teresa, Infinity did, War and The Lion King was like Oh yeah, that too. Well, I mean, there you go, right back to that black in theater, and all of a sudden the sunset on the screen, and to that uh, sneezing kitty. Yeah, sneezing kitty. <laughs> sneezing oh kitty. Uh, yes. With uh, with with the Infinity War thing, Teresa, you know you can see it. It's just a bootleg copy that someone. I have. I have. <laughs> but oh, I want Sarah, I'm so glad we were thing. in that room. So glad we were there. Just got to see it high def. <laughs> and right in there, a big jumbotron right in front of us. Yeah. Stop it. Wait, I can't, the, the I can't wait muted. until I see you again. Oh, I can't wait. Well, here's, we'll see it. I mean, kick you. we'll see the whole movie at some point. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Um, May 4th, 2018. Oh, is that, is it May 4th? Is that when it comes May out? May 4th. Grab that weekend. Wow. Arg. That's awesome. Well, hey, that, that's a lot sooner than I thought it was. I was thinking it was later in the summer than that, so less than a year. I'm pumped. Yeah, the Marvel films usually are now re being released in March, April, May. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The beginning of May. Unless you're Thor. For yeah. <laughs> well, they <laughs> well, do have Thor that. Thor that November slot. Yeah, well, I was going to say, they, they've been doing it where you have one kind of early on in the year, then that summer slot, and then November, because they got to where they were doing two or three a year, and so they would usually... Okay. Because you've got Black Panther also earlier in the year. I think it comes out February, right, of 2018? February, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It'll be a Marvel movie a month now. That's, oh. Thor is a Christmas god. And then maybe Sony will slip on a Spider-Man movie here and there. I say bring <laughs> it on. I mean, you know, used to, you know, comics come out on a monthly basis, so I'm cool with a comic book movie coming out on a monthly basis. Um, so, Absolutely. Well, Riley talked with us. He walked us through the live action panel when he was with us. Um, but he wasn't able to really walk us through the animation panel. Now, Teresa and I, we, we looked over the details and kind of talked about it a little bit, but you guys were actually there. How did this panel unfold? What was the big takeaway from it for you guys? What did you enjoy the most coming out of the animation panel? Uh, so looking at what's funny is when we think about the animation panel, <laughs> we think about Wreck-It Ralph 2. Okay. Ralph breaks the internet. Yes. But luckily, you have created some bullet points here in the show notes, so we can kind of remember the other stuff. <laughs> Everything else is a distant second to that. It's, it's true. To that princess video from oh. from Wreck It Ralph 2. Oh my god! I and mean, then all the princesses coming out on stage. So I, I just gotta say, I gotta say, Teresa, I feel like that you need to teach Sarah and Richard to live a little bit in the past and have a notepad and a pen. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can <laughs> I, if I need to, I can just buy you guys like pins and paper it's a lot, it's not lot cheaper a lot cheaper than an ipad it is it's true and, and if you need to get a hold of us can you get us a pager sure. um well i didn't like pagers <laughs> i never had one okay uh well so let's take your bullet points here let's start with olaf's frozen adventure which will be a 21 minute short that's not, not a really short. a short that's a freaking featurette yes it's a featurette before Coco, right? It'll be before Coco? Yeah, so if you want to, if you're telling people, I'm going to go see Coco, you need to add an additional half hour to the link <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> yes, you do. But what was fun about this, now I remember this, Kristen Bell came out and everyone's like, oh, it's Kristen Bell, yay, clap, clap, clap. She's so sweet and kind. And then, and then she was just kind of talking about the premise of the short and then they started playing oh you guys want to see a scene sure sure so they started playing a scene and all of a sudden the video crapped out oh Remember no that? yeah and and she's like oh no and the sound like the sound went out she goes oh no 
something happened. And and uh, all of a sudden we hear from off stage Olaf's voice. Do you need a hand with that, Kristen? <laughs> and it was Josh Gad. Josh Gad. He came out on stage and he actually sang to the the animation of the short, like one of the four songs that's going to be in this. Oh, that's cool. Uh, featurette. Well, that's fun. Josh Gad can do no wrong. Yeah, and he was amazing. Like he was like spot on, almost exactly to Olaf as you're watching him on the short, and it's like, wow, yeah, he's got he's got chops. So he's doing he's doing some looping right there in front of you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm almost more excited to see that than Frozen Two. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> you can say that. I I can see how you would say that right now because we really don't have a clue what Frozen 2 is even going to be about. They haven't said anything. So all right. we've gotten, what well, we've we've had the Anna's birthday thing mm-hmm. with all the little tiny baby snowmen multiplying yes. like jibs. And then, <laughs> nice. and then this, you know, Christmas sort of Frozen thing. I'm like, what are what is Frozen 2 even going to be about? Who's going to be the bad guy? What's happening? We have Olaf going door-to-door singing Christmas carols. Come on. Well, that's, that's not, all we need. That's not Frozen 2. No, no, that's oh. Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Right. That's why I'm more excited about Olaf's Frozen Adventure right. than Frozen right. 2, because we get to see Olaf just singing. Yeah, and the premise of it is Olaf is collecting uh, various... Well, because the sisters grew up kind of apart, they never formed their own... Christmas customs. Christom- yeah, customs for... Is that the right word? Well, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, maybe so maybe traditions. traditions. Yeah, maybe traditions. Traditions, thank you. Yeah, and so he's going around the village and everywhere collecting other people's traditions to bring back to the princesses. I mean, isn't that cute? <laughs> That's fun. It's the cutest thing. It's like he's going trick-or-treating at yes. Christmas time. Yes. Aw. <laughs> so that was cute. And then Frozen 2, they just... I forget even what they announced for that. I know Kristen Bell was there. I think they just talked about it. I don't think there was anything. They just, like, confirmed the cast, I think. And then that yeah. was it. And said, it's coming. Be excited. Yeah. Well, and this is. And then they threw in, we still don't have any Han Solo news either. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of new. I mean, it, in, in a way, it's a little bit new territory because the only other sequel to a Disney animated film that was actually released in theaters was Rescuers Down Under, as I recall. Everything mm-hmm. else oh. was everything else was pretty much direct to video, and, and those were hit or miss. You know, now I'm, I know mm. Pixar has had you know great success with your Toy Story twos and threes and Cars twos and and Monsters University and everything, but for for Disney animated movies proper, this is kind of uh this is kind of going back and, and testing the waters on something where Frozen was so huge and so successful, it's going to be mm. to me interesting to see if they can pull off Frozen two. I think they can. You know, I don't doubt. Oh, them, easily. But uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. To see what happens. Well, we're at Disney. We're at Disneyland, and Let It Go plays over the speakers. Every little girl, like little mm-hmm. clones, does the Elsa dance without or, them even knowing they're doing it. Yeah, or singing at least. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah, no, they're, they're they're doing that dance. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is a no brainer here in my opinion. I I do it too. They so they gave but us you a, are a little girl. Well, you keep saying I'm little, so I'll run with it. Uh, <laughs> so they said that Frozen is slated for Frozen 2, whatever its name is going to be, November 27th, 2019. 
And the thing they showed at the animation panel was the little behind-the-scenes video of the re- the filmmakers going to Norway, Finland, and Iceland. Uh, okay. For research. I remember so that now. That's, so that's all, that's all they showed about this particular one. I And they also made a point, I guess, to say that the title will not be thawed, which a lot of people <laughs> thought it would be. <laughs> yep. That, that was funny. So, that's all we got. Thank you for jarring our memory. You're welcome. I wasn't there. I just read things online. <laughs> now, guys, I'm excited. And, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. Well, I was, was going to say, as big as Frozen is and as Frozen 2 is going to be, there wasn't that much fervor in the room for Frozen 2. People were like, eh, all right. Yeah, I think, I think we're waiting to know what the story is going to be, you know? Like, no. okay, uh, before we move on to the next thing, uh, Steve, Sarah, how much would you freak out? Because I've been giving this a lot of thought. If Frozen 2 was like a melding of Tangled and Frozen because they unveil that storyline that they're actually cousins. <gasps> and then <gasps> Rapunzel and Flynn show up and it's like this <gasps> big, huge thing where the sisters and Kristoff and Sven and Olaf and Pascal and Rapunzel and all that they go. It would get along like so well, wouldn't oh they? Oh my God, how big of a movie would that be? I'd okay. be like, ah! This would be like Avengers only with the princess, like Disney's Avengers like so Prince, you know, it'll be called Frozen Two: Infinity War, but not Marvel. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Frozen, I would, I would freak out. Yes. Frozen Two: Age of Pasquale. Yeah, Pascal. Pascal. What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? What was that he about? Pasquale. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. I'm out. <laughs> my my mouth has officially stopped being smart. Um. <laughs> Now, for me, the thing that I'm really jazzed about coming out of Disney, and I know it's we've still got a ways before we get there, but man, I love The Incredibles, and so Incredibles two, I'm I'm super stoked about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what happened for The Incredibles two? I know that Craig T. Nelson mm-hmm. he came out on stage. He's Bob. Yep. And Holly, Holly Hunter was there, right? Yes. Yeah, Holly Hunter who plays Elastigirl. Uh, and so what they did, they kind of, uh, just said it'll be coming summer 2018 and they, they made a big deal about Edna Mode. Remember that? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And all, they played this like cute little short of all these actual real life models and fashion Fashion, people. Yeah, fashion icons. Fashion icons like Zach Posen, Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia, Kendall Jenner was at her like pool um, and Rachel Zoe. And so they were, they were all talking up, um, you know, Edna mode. Oh, she's the best. Oh, she's the greatest. Like it was very, very, uh, they were the straight, straight yeah, people. Right. And talking like she was real and it was very cute. <laughs> and, and they were like, Oh, we can't wear capes. <laughs> yeah. No capes. So yeah, no capes. So obviously Edna mode will be an in Incredibles too. And, Samuel also, L. Jackson they... came out too. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, that that was cool. So, uh, what was I just gonna say? And they played a, a short animatic of a scene. Oh, right. It wasn't well, it was a little more than an animatic. It was just not fully rendered. Sure. Right. A little right. Jack Jack. 
Yeah, Jack-Jack, because no one knows his powers yet. Because if you remember at the end of The Incredibles, only only the bad guy... Uh, syndrome, right? Yeah, hey, Syndrome. syndrome yeah. yeah, so Only that's... Syndrome knows his powers, but he died. See, that's the thing. I But they know he has powers. Not necessarily. They were waiting for whatever See, powers Jack-Jack has. I don't know. Well, they know he's got something know. being in that family. They know he's got to right. do something or other. Yeah, they, they don't, just know, don't know what it is. And if I remember what I heard, you know, Elastigirl is pro- the main person going out and fight- fighting crime. So, yes. so, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Mr. Incredible is at home with Jack-Jack and Jack-Jack starts doing all this stuff. And he's like single dad by himself you know, with Jack-Jack, and I know that's, I think I'd heard that was something that was part yeah, of it. Do you want me to describe the little short? Because I remember it. Sure. So, so, like, okay, so, so Mr. Incredible is sitting on Jack-Jack, and Jack-Jack is watching something on TV, and uh, Mr. Incredible is kind of nodded off, and through the screen door, uh, through a glass door, uh, Jack-Jack sees a raccoon. And, and the raccoon is, like, trying to steal something from the garbage. So Jack-Jack is like, oh. So he goes to investigate. And he he actually uh, phases through the glass. So he's outside. And then he, like, he catches the raccoon. And he turns into fire. And the raccoon's, like, all freaked out. Um, and what else? Did, and then he also... Um, multiplies into different jack jacks too he does he does like five different superpowers but then mr incredible wakes up and all he sees is jack jack um multiplying and he's like oh that's your superpower so he still doesn't know that what jack jack is all capable of yeah i'm i've actually pulled up this last scene of the incredibles to see they're watching jack jack i can't tell they the thing is you can't tell if they can see what he's doing to syndrome or not because he just busted out his his thing and now he falls and uh jack jack's falling and and elastigirl gets thrown but he's baby jack jacking it so maybe they don't realize i don't know i was always under the assumption that they knew that he had some kind of powers um Hmm. when it's all said and done because when they get to the when they go into the stadium or when they're leaving from um oh the little boy the the fast kid dashes um, Dash. when they're leaving the, and the underminer shows up, they all put on mm-hmm. mask and Jack Jack puts on his little mask. And so, yeah. so I just kind of, yeah, assumed. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't, I'm not really sure, but what is interesting is that we've all, we've known that his name is Jack Jack for a long time. It would make sense if his superpower is multiplying because he's Jack. Yes. Jack. Yeah. Well, he does a lot. I mean, he Jack, Jack, Jack. I feel like I feel like he's got multiple powers because he was doing all kinds of things. He turned into a little monster. He fired up. He he flamed on. He yep. turned metal. There's all kinds of stuff. The old Jack Jack was rocking and rolling with. So I'm a I love The Incredibles though. It's it's one of my favorite Pixar movies, if not my favorite Pixar movie. Um and and I'm I'm stoked about An Incredibles too. It's something I've been wanting now for twelve years. So. Yeah, looking forward to. Well, it. I hope that Michael Giacchino is back to do the soundtrack, because I believe The Incredibles was his very first Pixar soundtrack. Might have even been his very first live a- or feature. Oh wow! Soundtrack. I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty. It's it's one of his first. Sure. No, you said it on the mic. Quoted. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the one I'm probably the most excited about, which is Ralph Breaks Internet. And I think this was the highlight for most people from this panel was this one. So we know that Sarah Silverman was there as the voice of Vanellope Von Schweet. So she actually came out and uh, let's see. I know they announced a, they announced a date, didn't they? Let's see. A release date, November 21st, 2018. Wait, what? Oh, Wreck-It Ralph 2? Yes. That, no, it's it's like March, March 9th. Yeah. Think. Oh, March yeah, it was, well, the, the article I'm finding, they're putting it in November, because I think it got, I thought it got pushed back. No, no, uh, it's March 9th, 2018, I remember, because that's our birthdays, almost. Right. I was like, woohoo, it's going to be a birthday movie. Maybe that's right. So anyway, talk a little bit about this because, like I said, you guys were there, so y'all got to see all of this unfold. And I have this to know, this wasn't just the highlight of the animation panel. This was a highlight for the whole D twenty three Expo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was just huge because no no one saw this coming. And what it was and it was Vanellope was told not to give the Disney princesses a hard time because she's at Disneyland. She's at oh my Disney. Well, okay, so first of all, let's back up. Back up. So they go into the internet, Ralph and Penelope, because they're missing some piece and they need some code or something to fix their game. And so they end up in the internet and they meet Taraji P. Henson, who is voicing this character named Yes, with like three S's. And uh, so she is kind of showing them around the internet and she takes them to ohmydisney.com which is hilarious, and now... Plug alert, plug alert, plug alert. Exactly. Now that Disney has bought Star Wars, which they had not bought it at the time of the first Wreck-It Ralph movie, now there are Star Wars-like things everywhere. So Star Wars fans are going to be very happy with this. Like, I think even when they were entering the internet, there was, like, some ships flying around. Wasn't there? As far as I recall, there were some, like, Star Wars ships. I know. So they go into ohmydisney.com, where there's this one portion and it's kind of like making the internet real like as if you went to a page on the internet for a quiz but you're actually there in a room taking a quiz and like bopping guys heads on which one you're picking or like something how like they that did it in the first film going into the video arcade exactly. games yes so it's really neat and at one point um there's this stage that's stanchioned off and First Order Stormtroopers are guarding it. And there's all these and, people, all these kids uh, looking at this stage. And up until now, it's a very crude animatic. Yes. Uh, and there's all these Stormtroopers guarding the stage. And so um, all of a sudden the princesses come out of a doorway and they they walk and they're graceful and they wave. And all the kids are screaming, screaming, screaming. And these are all the classic princesses, the Ariels, Belle. Mm-hmm. Merida, Pocahontas, Mulan. Rapunzel. Yes. And Aurora. Yeah. So so then, uh, you know, Vanellope's like, well, what's up with this? And Yes is explaining, oh, these are the princesses. You know, they're they're on high pedestals. Everyone loves them. They're untouchable. Exactly. Don't give them any grief, Vanellope. Yeah. And what does she do? I want to mess with them. This is the challenge for her. Should I mess with them? (laughs) And Wreck-It Ralph's like, no, don't. And then he and Yes go off, and Vanellope hangs back, 
and glitches into the princess's green room. And from here, it turns into the actual 3D modeling, actual film of of Vanellope inside of the room with all the princesses. Mm-hmm. So it goes from the crude animatic to the what looks like actual animation rendered footage. Yes, that's that's been completed and from everything they say they're like are you a princess you know they're asking her and they they kind of go through and they're like oh well we don't have any mothers and and we also something something about our fathers and you too oh you're a princess you know so they like welcome her into the fold and just everything they say is like within the princess's personalities and it's just hilarious but tweaked so it's more backstage conversation yes. Yes, and like literally every second, every line was a hilarious joke. Richard and I are sitting there in our seats, like just laughing so hard that tears are streaming down our faces. Like I was about to fall on the floor because it was so hilarious. And I think this works on so many different levels because everyone will get the humor, but for the big Disney fans, we'll get the underlying jabs. Yes. And the inside references. Like the one particular joke that Disney fans in particular will get is when Merida starts speaking. (laughs) And she's saying something in a Scottish brogue no one can understand and so like it cuts back to the princesses they're all staring and Vanellope looks around at them and she's like do you guys understand what she's saying and they're all like oh no we don't understand her she's from that other studio boom <laughs> biggest laugh of the day and so of course Thank she's you, from D23. Pixar yeah it was and it was like right crowd for that joke I mean like I'm sure if you go see this in theaters later you're not going to get as big of a laugh as you got at D23 yeah, there were a lot Expo. of inside jokes on this one yeah and then uh, oh so then they're all remarking about Vanellope's clothes you know <laughs> like oh this looks so comfortable and she's like well yeah it's great and so cut to uh, the next shot where all the princesses are in these like they're comfy gear comfy clothes like they're cosplaying themselves but like comfier <laughs> sweatshirt baggy sweatshirt. sweatshirts baggy sweatpants yeah and what is it uh, ariel's shirt says something like who's it's and what's it's on it and stuff oh, wow. it's just it's hilarious and that they're the colors you know of course because when you're the princesses you have to be the right colors and they're so much happier because now they're comfortable yes and they're just talking, you know, it's like a slumber party with the princesses. I mean, it was amazing. And then, cut to who comes into the green room but C-3PO. Oh, because wow. he's the princess's handler. Oh, because wow. he knows how to handle a princess. <laughs> it was so funny. And, of course, they give him a hard time by calling him R2-D2. Yep, yep. and one of them calls him, oh, it's okay, BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> That does not bode well with 3PO. He's no. very logical. No. <laughs> Doesn't understand that kind of humor at all. I even I even forget how the whole thing ends because I think we were just we we're laughing so hard at that point it, it didn't even matter. And then this bed of music starts and all of a sudden they're announcing Jody Benson out on stage and I'm like oh she's gonna sing Richard she's gonna sing and I'm like crying already because I was laughing so hard now I'm crying because here's this princess and I've heard her sing before live and she is amazing but then she announces uh, the next uh, bell Paige O'Hara and so she announces Paige O'Hara and Paige O'Hara comes out and then Paige O'Hara announces the next princess and I I don't think Paige O'Hara had aged a day no, no. She looks great. Yeah, so they kept on, each princess comes out to this bed of music, and they're announcing the next one. Mandy Moore comes out, Rapunzel, and, and uh, Anika Noni Rose. And anyway, 
it gets to the point, like, all nine princesses from, like, my childhood are there on stage. This bed of music is playing. I thought at one point they were all going to sing. <laughs> um, they didn't end up doing that, but I was I was super excited to see that. You, I mean, Richard can attest. What was I doing? Yeah, you were, you were crying and <laughs> hands flailing everywhere. I know. It was a very nice segue from the Ralph Breaks the Internet video to the princesses mm-hmm. up on stage. And, and this was very equivalent to all the Avengers getting yes. up on stage for the live action panel. Only the princess version. Only Prince-I. And they were there Prince-I. because they were the voices in this Wreck-It Ralph 2 short. Yeah, all the original voices. Yes. Well, except for the ones that had passed away. Yes. Yeah, well, it, ma- it makes sense that they didn't sing because, uh, like, Linda Larkin was up there for Jasmine, but she's mm. not Jasmine's singing voice. Right, right. You know, and then exactly. I, and, like, Irene Bedard was up there for Pocahontas, but I don't think she's Pocahontas's singing voice either, so it makes sense. Well, but they could have milly vanillied it. Yeah. <laughs> it had that, but not been so tight on time. I think they would have done something like that. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, I was happy. I mean, yeah, just oh having them each introduce each other was was fantastic. It was, it was gorgeous. It was amazing. Wait, what a what a photo op. Yes. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, well, in the interest of time. I know they also mentioned an untitled Disney Toon film. Is this the one that's Mickey Mouse? No, this is the uh, one no. that looks like almost like Cars, but in space. Yes, okay. it's planes, but but it's like with space, oh, not spaceships, but like jets, mm-hmm. you know, that go really fast. Space shuttles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NASA space shuttles. I mean, the animation looked spectacular. Yeah, I didn't even think it was animated. It looked I know. so photorealistic. It was amazing, except for the eyes of yeah, the ships yeah. when then they finally the zoomed in. the shuttle started blinking. I thought, okay, I think I don't think this is real anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool, but we got no indication of story. Mm-hmm. And did no, they, yeah. And did just, they, a, just a release date, but and, that's it. <laughs> and what about in Toy yeah. Story 4, we just got a release date for it, or did they have anything? Um, uh, that was the director change oh, of it not being yeah, John yes. Lasseter. That's right. So there was that. And then there's the untitled Dan Scanlon movie, which is going to be the next Pixar film that's set in a suburban fantasy world. Yeah, this sounded interesting and almost like Harry Potter-esque. So, Mm -hmm. but but almost like people had forgotten how to use, like this was a world where everyone was supposed to be using magic, but people had forgotten how to use it because it was just easier to flip a light switch than to remember the incantation for light or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so like basically, and, and the funniest thing about this is the fact that unicorns are like uh, the pests of the world. <laughs> oh, wow. So they're That's like funny. the scavengers. Like they showed a bunch of unicorns by a trash can. Out on a street corner or something. Trash pandas. <laughs> trash pandas. Yes. <laughs> trash horns. Yeah. Um, so that was so. And then the big thing at the end of this panel was Coco because they did the huge musical performance with the mariachi divas and like everybody singing and doing all the all the stuff. The ballet folklorico. Right. Benjamin Wait, Bratt singing. You guys, we have about fifteen more minutes if you are okay with that. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's why we're trying to blow through the last of these because I know there's something that I'm just going to set you loose on in a moment, Sarah. So <laughs> okay, okay. So now, for 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 Coco, am I the only one who's not excited for this at all? Yes. There's not nothing. <laughs> to I'm re- the only I one. I mean, I'm I'm pumped about it. I'm I. 
I know the story. We don't know much about the story. We know that he's trying to figure out who his family is. And I think I did read somewhere that he's related to this person who's a big idol of his. But, yes. but I, I'm excited just because of the fact that it's looking at my culture. <laughs> I love that Absolutely. that angle, but didn't we just see this movie last year when it was called Book of Life? <laughs> but no, Book of Life had a, a big romance aspect to it. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, Book of Life is done differently and, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see, but like, I, I'm excited. What's interesting to me What's about this is, is the whole Day of the Dead side of things, because it looks like they're going to be exploring you know all kinds of themes with that it's the same kind of deal like with inside out it's like how are they going to make a movie about the emotions in a kid's head you know and now you look at this and the trailers there's not a lot about story but it's also like that kind of lets me know it's it could end up being one of those surprise things that just like break your heart when you see Mm -hmm. it you know the way that only pixar can um, right. You know, it, it's just the title that does nothing for me. <laughs> it was called Day of the Dead. I, I'd be on board. Well, <laughs> Coco? No, I just got hungry. <laughs> I just decided I just want some hot chocolate. Um, well, here's the thing. There's probably there's probably something in the story that's very significant of the name Coco, but you're not going to know what it is until you see it and you break down and you cry, Richard. And you'll be like, I get it now. You know. <laughs> and I'm waiting for that. I love Pixar, and I anything having to do with a Halloween themed film, mm. I'm all over that. That's but true. maybe it's just the the title. And well, uh, I they, mean, the, the footage was great. Yes, I love that we, they're delving into different cultures. I think that's fantastic for them to broaden out. We did get to see a whole scene of Coco, and it was basically this little boy loves music, but his family has banned music because in the past his great great grandfather or something something happened and he was a he was a big musician but something happened tragic and so the family um bans music from the family no see now you're confusing this with footloose <laughs> or, is that wrong no 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 you're right i'm yeah, sorry okay right. okay I'll so that, that that's basically the premise of the film so i like the fact that it does have music involved in it and i believe that somewhere you know he's gonna make a connection with with his great 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 grandfather somehow, uh, and I so so I'm I'm interested to see that and I'm interested to see because I'm not as familiar with that Latin culture and the Dia de los Muertos. I'm not as familiar with like all the different traditions and I'm interested to see how they will represent them in the film and how they'll explain it to people like me who don't know a lot. And okay. Michael Giacchino is doing the music, so yes, you know. yes. So there yeah, is that. that's true. And actually, let's see. Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and and Bobby Lopez are doing yep. some the songs, some songs as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it'll be beautiful. And they sang "Remember Me" mm-hmm. uh, there. Benjamin Bratt and Anthony Gonzalez sang it. So yay. Um. All right. So Sarah, I'm just going to say, "Tangled the series." Go. Woohoo! Okay, so I, I, uh, on Sunday was finally the day where we were like, okay, we can chill out. We can relax. We don't have to get there that early. We slept in to 6.30 a.m. 
because the Tangled panel was that morning. And I'm like, oh, I really want to do that. So uh, the reason I wanted to do that. Oops, where did my notes go? Hold on. 178, 177. Okay. The reason I wanted to go. Well, Richard and I have been to some press events where we got to see the creators of the series and animators. So uh, Chris Sonnenberg and Benjamin Balistrieri. And so we got to hear them speak and got to ask them questions about the making of the series, which was excellent. However, this panel had Mandy Moore. It had Zachary Levi. It had Eden Espinoza, who plays Cassandra and and Jeremy Jordan. Who is, of, course, of Newsy's oh fame. Oh my god. I know. I, I know so much. He's so yes. hot. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was super excited. Anything connected with Newsies, of course, I'm like all over that too. So uh here was my chance to see what they thought of Tangled. And so I got in, I managed to get to the front row. And I was there, I was on the front, and so I took some uh, great uh, audio of of the panel and some fun pictures as well, which I shared. And the audio, actually, I played 15 minutes of it on episode 177 of Skywalking Through Neverland. And the best thing about this, I played the part where they actually asked Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi and Eden Espinoza and Jeremy Jordan what they felt, you know, about about playing these characters and things. And what was awesome is you could tell that these people, like the chemistry they had together just as people was amazing. And Zachary Levi, I mean, he is Flynn. I'm sorry. But like anytime any girls screamed for Jeremy Jordan, he would get all upset and like <laughs> fake mad. And and just like throughout the panel, he'd be razzing. He'd be razzing Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> trying to put him down and he kind of took over the panel at one point like he would stand up and do some strutting on stage and stuff (laughs) it was it was great and Eden Espinoza I guess she got her start she is an Orange County kid and was actually Pocahontas in one of the musicals that Disneyland put on so uh she's she's really cool and she's a great singer and I just I just encourage you guys to listen to episode 177. It's towards the end of our episode because I, I can't really describe their chemistry. You know, you just have to hear it. And, mm-hmm. it. and it was really great. And, of course, they all love being the voices and characters of Tangled. And then just to complete it out, uh, let me see. What was I going to say? Uh, no, we don't edit on this show. I know, I know, I know you don't. Um, so I, I was just, I was just excited to see them in person, and it was cool. Uh, and then we got, we got this bag at the, at the end, like you walk out of the panel and you get free stuff. So oh, I well, got that's a the fun, bag. that's the fun stuff right there. The old yes. free stuff. Swag. The old I free know. stuff. Um, it was cool. Well, that's great. So I was, yay! They were lovely. I love them. I love Tangled. Oh, you guys know that. <laughs> yes, that's why we just kind of. This is the first time I'm hearing this. That's why we let. You, that's why we set you loose for a second or two there, just to, <laughs> just to kind of tell us your tale of Tangled. Tell the tale of yes, Tangled. If, oh, and if people okay, are sure you know who I'll, Jeremy I'll Jordan, yeah. go ahead. Go. Yeah. Well, well uh, hang so, on. I'm just gonna say where Jeremy Jordan's from for people who don't know him from Newsies or whatever. He's in Supergirl. There you. Go. Yes. Yes. He's in Supergirl. 
So I'll just finish out by the end. One of the, the best things about this clip is when they asked Zachary Levi about what it's like playing Flynn. And he just, he kind of went off on this whole tangent, like, oh, it's great. And the voice, you know, it's fun to be yourself in the booth with no cameras on you, blah, 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 blah. And then I like how Flynn is this. And I like how Flynn is that. And I like, basically the best part of playing Flynn is everything. And nice. it just melted all our hearts. We were like, oh, bless him. Bless his heart. <laughs> bless Zachary Levi. Uh, yeah. Zachary bless Levi's great. Smoldering heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hot too. How come they're all just so hot? I, I take it Greg's not in the room. Oh, I'd say it even if he was here. He knows. <laughs> he understands. He gets it. Uh-huh. Is is he going to be in Ragnarok? I don't think so, Willie. Are, are the Warriors Three going to be in Ragnarok? Greg? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait. Zachary Levi, because he played. He took over the role of um. Oh, the uh, not. Not Balder. Who did he take over the role of Fandral in uh, in Thor: The Dark no, World? We don't edit. We don't edit, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I know. I leave in. I leave in all the foibles, to even to my detriment. <laughs> hey, sometimes to my detriment. So it's okay. Uh, so, is he hotter? Oh, oh, we have a great comment in the chat. Uh-oh. Daniel and Indy just said, "Is he hotter than Topless Thor?" Not no. at all. Not at all. Uh-huh. No. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You don't. No. Let me tell you something. I have such a love-hate relationship with Topless Thor because I love seeing it. I think it's an amazing thing to behold. But then on the flip side of that, it just makes me feel so much shame. I'm like, good Lord, what have I done with my life? What have I done to myself? And I go, what if, and I know we said this already, you or I interjected it on Geek Out Loud, but what if Topless Thor is holding a porg? I mean, I might lose all self-control. I'm just saying. Teresa's lost all <laughs> self-control just thinking about it. So, guys, what what are your big te- what's your biggest? Give us some standout moments from D23, the overall thing for you guys, and then and then plug your stuff. Let people know where they can find you. Boy, I would love to say the Han Solo news was the big takeaway, but <laughs> sure. that never happened. I would love to say the Last Jedi sizzle reel was the big takeaway, but wow, I'm gonna have to go with Infinity War, mm. Avengers Infinity War. That trailer was just phenomenal because we didn't know that it was coming they were showing us marvel studios the first 10 years in a montage and it secretly rolled into the trailer and it had all the characters from every from every walk of life from every of the mc universe even even spider-man and we were just melting with with what it is that I don't really want to go into because I want people to see these for the yes. first time themselves and and get their reactions without knowing it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I the hope at some point. Yeah, I hope at some point we get to see the montage, the ten years of Marvel. Mont- that's I love stuff like that. That kind yeah, of stuff oh, fires so me good. up. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the first ten years, implying is oh they're just getting started. Oh, sure they are. Hmm. Sarah, what was some of what was your your big standout moment for D twenty three? So to think about my standout moments, I'm thinking about what I'm looking forward to now after D twenty three Expo. Number one is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and number two would be Wreck It Ralph two. Ralph breaks the internet. I think those are my two main things I'm like really really looking forward to that were amped up because of D twenty three Expo. Yeah. But beyond that, <clears throat> excuse me. But beyond that, I really loved, I mean, this is the, what, third or fourth D23 Expo we've been to, Richard? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just 
seeing all the Skywalkers, we met them in the lines, we waited with Skywalkers in the lines, we saw them all throughout, like, it's just really fun, you know, making friends and, con you know, just keeping up those relationships with all of the listeners. And also, because all the Star Wars news coming out, there was a lot more Star Wars podcasters there that we all got to see and chat with, especially if you were hanging around the Star Wars, the Galaxy's... Uh, Galaxy of Stories Pavilion. Yeah, if you were hanging out there, you got to see everyone. Like, we saw Matt Martin, we saw AJ, we saw Stephen Stanton, we saw... Um, yeah, well, Riley Blanton, uh, we saw the SWU the podcast. Star Wars Underworld guys. So, yeah, you just hung out there all day, and, like, yeah, it was all your friends, so. Yeah, so that, that's definitely one of the, my favorite moment is yeah. wait, wait, waiting in line. Yes. Who would ever think? <laughs> I know. For those seven hours, <laughs> mm -hmm. you'd forget you're actually standing in line because you're having a great time talking to friends and meeting new friends, and you all have the same loves, the same interests, and these conversations just naturally flow from line to line to line. Yeah, we even did, you know, we would we would record live on our YouTube channel so that we could talk to other Skywalkers. And Teresa, I know you watched a couple of our live yep. uh, feeds, so that was a, really fun. Got a chance to speak to the first Rose cosplayer. Oh, yeah. We're just talking too. and yakking and blabbing. And they look over there in the distance. Is that Rose? I know. Called her over and started chatting with her. Yeah, so. Rose from The Last Jedi. It's amazing. Like, we, we just love, yeah. We love these things. Yay. Well, tell us where people can find you. Plug your plug your stuff, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we are at skywalkingthroughneverland.com. And if you want to hear more D23 Expo, including a lot of interviews and things and it, that we recorded at the Expo itself, you can head to episode 177 and 178 of Skywalking Through Neverland. And then also, I do recommend you head to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash skywalkingthroughneverland. And I have a whole playlist of D23 Expo stuff, including Alan Minken did a one-man concert. And it was an hour and a half long. He went through his whole career. He told stories and anecdotes. And he even played, you know, different various uh, moments from films and and even some some jingles and things that he had made in his early career and that is all on our youtube channel in one playlist so if you want to see that i i totally recommend that awesome well guys thanks for taking the time with us i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go um because okay. i know you well, guys have got real real quick yeah. for this is yeah. for richard oh. uh ron howard literally just tweeted a few minutes ago uh -oh. working out a shot with cinematographer bradford young for hashtag untitled han solo movie with a picture <laughs> so there you go there's your there's wow. your han solo fix richard <laughs> nice you know what better late than never we'll take it <laughs> Could have gotten it two weeks ago, Ron. Nice. But we'll take it now. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon. Oh, you too. Thank, thank you very much you for having us on. Tell James Arnold Taylor I said hello. We will. Hello. All right, well, guys. Remember, Neverland never on Alderaan. Wow, that's <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I mean, we've got "May Your Days Be Magical and All Your Dreams Come True," so I can't really say anything. I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, anything else you want to throw in before we go? Oh well, now that D twenty three is all said and done, 
we are going to be talking Disney's 53rd animated film, Frozen, next. With a special guest, who I like to sing with, Riley Blanton. Remember when Chaz came on for Wreck-It Ralph? Hey, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm about to get my just desserts when we hit Frozen. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. So. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, Steve, look look who's getting talked over now. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was such a fun episode with Shaz. And, you know, I got to listen to it back, even though I felt like I never talked at all the entire time. I did. You did. I know bit. you did. It yeah. Did. It was just a lot of. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I, I wasn't born yet. That's right. <laughs> that seemed to be my go-to. Comment. At some point, you got to quit hiding behind that. We've talked. A, we've talked about a lot on this show that you weren't born when it happened, Snow White. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. Cinderella. It's true. Oh man, and we've got some special stuff coming up down the road that we'll let you know soon uh, with uh, our other stuff going on, like Rebel Yell and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I bet guys. you're not. I bet you're not as excited as me. Maybe not. I'm just gonna tell everybody. Hopefully, we get this out soon. Um, oh, I imagine in about two hours from now. Okay. So, for all of you listening, July 31st in the evening, you need to be ready to be on Mixler.com. Watch, watch the Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Watch the Twitter. It's going to be special. It's going to be good times. So, Teresa, how can people find us? They can find us in a lot of ways. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk. You can go to geekoutonline.com slash group. Wait, no. Yeah, that's right. No, you did it just right. Fantastic. Geekoutonline.com slash group, and that will take you to the Goldiverse Guardians of the Goldiverse Facebook group, which is awesome. It's a positive, amazing place with people from all walks of life in there talking about geeky stuff. And it's just honestly one of my favorite places to go to to geek out. You can send us an email to vaulttalk at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Disney Vault Talk. I am at Ice Cold Penguin on Twitter and Instagram. Steve is at Steve Glosson. And you can follow the entire Goldiverse network of shows at Goldiverse on Twitter. And don't forget, if you want to support the shows, you can do so by heading over to geekoutonline.com. Click on those Amazon links. Use the Think Geek links. Entertainment Earth is there. For you crafty people, there is even a link to fabric.com where you can buy all types of different crafty stuff that you may use or even just practical stuff at good prices at uh, fabric.com. Use the link there at geekoutonline.com. Also want to tell you about Geek Fuel, geekfuel.com slash geekoutloud. You can go there right now between now and... And July 31st at midnight, if you go to geekfuel.com slash geekoutloud, you can get a Geek Fuel box for free. All you pay is shipping and handling. That's $6 domestically, and that is $12 internationally. $50 worth of, of, of Geek merch coming to you uh, in every box, and they're giving away this one for free. All you do is pay shipping by going to geekfuel.com slash geekoutloud. So that wraps us up, and uh, we will see you next when we talk Frozen. And I know I'm looking forward to that with great anticipation. Who knows? <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> I'm going to have to. So <laughs> Until then, I'm Steve. And I'm Teresa. May all your days be magical. And may all your wishes come true. We'll see you. And you may say to yourself, my God, what have I done?
I played that because they play that song in the Wreck-It Ralph trailer. That's what I was wondering. And then I was like, what? why this stuff? 